Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. But for this episode, you can call me Killer Matt. And I'm Lil P. (laughs) (laughs) This is our listener's choice episode. You voted, people. This is your fault. Yep. (laughs) You said it didn't matter. This is our 14th episode. Can you believe it? Baker's Dozen plus one. (laughs) (laughs) Greedy Baker's Dozen. Yeah. (laughs) Baker's Dozen. Is that really a thing? I think so. I mean, God, talk about just giving someone an out. Yeah. I like to think somebody, yeah, uh, trying to apply that in their profession like a banker's dozen. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you walking out of the bank with that sack of money with a dollar bill paint on the side of it? Banker's dozen, maybe? (laughs) Yeah, this is the Listener's Choice episode. This is episode 14. It's hard to believe we've had 13 other episodes before this. This first season has gone by fast. Man, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we couldn't do it without all the guests we've had, you know, Taylor Roberts, Troy Fairbank, Stephen Shingler, Seth Harrell, uh, Chris Harrell, Dwayne Matt Davis. Purdy, Dwayne Davis. Who was your favorite? I'll, I'll tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> you and I would be remiss if we didn't really thank, you know, the two people close to us that have made this the most possible. Changening. <laughs> Changing close to us or close to each other? Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Changing. Do we have any update on Changing? Is there any news as the decade closes well, out? Well, actually, oh boy, there's a piece of paper. There is. There, there is it's not necessarily a Changing that letter. That's a this long is a letter. Did you write a manifesto? I finally finished my Changing thesis. <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't really connected. They weren't really. But they didn't. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It was all a, a ruse. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I did stumble across this, actually, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep this brief, but Chang and Ng were not the only two pretty famous conjoined twins to end up dying here in the state of North Carolina. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Daisy and Violet Hilton were born in England. They were joined at the hip. So they were, like, seriously conjoined. See, you know, so, they yeah. didn't have, like, just, like, a piece of, like, duct tape and rebar that was connecting them like <laughs> it, was a, it was a toilet paper roll <laughs> and duct tape so they were born in england they ended up you know doing the carnival circuit you know throughout the early part of the 1900s they even did burlesque as part of their show oh jeez yep uh, so in 1961 they did a show 61 yeah 1961 <laughs> the medical community could have figured it out like chang and ing you know we know they could have been separated like wasn't like the first like heart transplant like in the 40s right (laughs) didn't we put a monkey in space in like the 30s in 1961 they they do a show in charlotte north carolina and afterwards their manager just abandoned them like just left them and so they ended up they took a job at a local store and the owner who hired them, put them behind like the produce counter and they were able to like do their job without many people. Noticing. Come on. Like, yeah. Right. So, so, so the, um, <laughs> I think one would like grab the produce and the other would like package it. They worked in the grocery store until 1969. Apparently back then people just stood next to each other very closely <laughs> all the time. And it I, was- I wonder if like when Daisy, like bent down to pick up the right. produce. Violet kind of leaned with her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they became ill in 1969 and died of Hong Kong flu, which I'm not sure what that is. They didn't have enough money for a tombstone, so they were actually sh- buried in the same gravesite as a, a young man who died in Vietnam. 
Wait, wait, wait. Did they do that? Like, if you couldn't afford a gray, like you got put in with somebody else, it's not an Uber. <laughs> Uber Plus. <laughs> That's so odd. Yeah, I mean, they they were they were pretty well known. They they traveled across the world and, and actually appeared with people like Charlie Chaplin and Bob Hope. I feel like they could have done a lot better for themselves. <laughs> I mean, Chang and Ng made a thing out of it. They bought a house, Yeah, had tons of kids, Yeah, Daisy and Violet. I don't know. I just feel like they didn't apply themselves. In the 60s, they could have been on TV. Chang and Ng didn't have TV. Yeah. And they were killing it. (laughs) They were killing it. (laughs) So you asked for a Chang and Ng update, and I kind of gave you a Chang and Ng update. I'm not going to be able to sleep because I'm going to be thinking about people just getting tossed into graves with other people. Like last minute. Oh, I got a few more. I don't close it. <laughs> Can you hold the elevator? <laughs> what floor are you going to? The basement. This took a dark turn. If you yeah. think this took a dark turn, just wait till we get into the music. Yeah, man. In, in all seriousness, though, you know, I, I, I don't want to speak for both of us, but, you know, super thanks to our wives for putting up with this nonsense. <laughs> especially, especially, you know, a lot of these we do really early in the morning. So yeah. That's always fun. Oh, go enjoy doing your little music thing. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Boo. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> the listeners as well, because we couldn't do it without without you guys. I sincerely thought we were just going to be posting this for ourselves mm-hmm. and some friends we could coerce. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, Australia. <laughs> yeah. Crikey. <laughs> well, today is a special episode. It's a bonus episode, if you will. Yeah. This is like... This is like our World Series and Super Bowl and Mule Day is all rolled into one big mm-hmm. podcast episode. Yep. Chosen by the people as y'all gave us suggestions via leaving a review. We just took the top four, put them out there, and it was a close race. It was close. I never thought that Creed and Run the Jewels, <laughs> first of all, would be in the running. But second of all, I didn't think it would be that close. It was down to the wire. Yep. Run the Jewels came out on top. And so today we will be reviewing Run the Jewels 3. And I refuse to play humble as bitty bitty. I got but your eight Meanwhile, you too nervous, nervous. That's why you never get me. I called the preacher working close Put my hand and then we pray for a purpose. I found As always, we're going to start with memories yeah. of this band, this album. Matt, why don't you kick us off? What is your memory of Run the Jewels? And so, you know, we've probably talked about quite a few times, but like it's not in my normal rotation to listen mm-hmm. to a lot of rap. But listen to it, you know, the last week or so building up towards this episode. It really brought back some memories from when I did spend a lot more time listening to rap, which was in high school. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I remember like my, my junior or senior year, we had a French exchange student uh, came to town. She was, For real? Yeah, yeah. And, and she was living with um, uh, this family in our neighborhood. They uh-huh. were kind of a weird family. Like the mom, it was a mom and her son who was my age. And you know, the mom was like really wanting like to connect her son with, with this really hot French student. Um, I say she was a girl. I should have pointed out that the French well, student was a girl. You said she. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I from that I deduced. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't like the stud in high school. We've talked about that 
few times, but so I was trying to figure out how to invite her to mule days. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. All this time. That was the key. They got mules in France. (laughs) I I tried to figure out the best way to, you know, get in with her and and ask her out. And she was also being pursued by like the main jock in school. So I was competing with him. Oh, I had this friend, everyone, everyone in high school always has that one friend who's like five years older than everyone else. (laughs) He finally convinced me, like, the thing that was going to win her over, you need to have a downhill ski race <laughs> against him to win her love. Um, and so, Age old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, so cliche. And so I remember being on the top of the mountain and my buddy, you know, again, who's probably had a kid by this point, but was still in high school. I'll never forget the words he told me. He's like, if we're looking down the mountain, he said, go that way really fast. And if something gets in your way turn <laughs> and i won the race won won the heart of the french girl whatever her name was and uh and yeah i mean the, the rest was was history i mean i, I finally hit uh and made it achieved my dream of dating a french girl oh man yeah, yeah. i mean I, I wasn't running the jewels down yeah. the, the mountain uh-huh. but i was kind of skiing <laughs> ski the jewels yeah. so, oh uh man that's that's an interesting story also I hate to do this on air, but I recently lent you that money. And so if you could, I, uh, I want my $2. (laughs) Darn it. You're right. $2. That, uh, that was quite a surprise. I didn't expect you to, uh, (laughs) turn the tables on me with your story. The old old switcheroo. (laughs) Um, in all seriousness, like I don't listen to a ton of rap or hip hop, but this one was so much fun to listen to as we get into it. Cause the music from Run the Jewels is extremely captivating and just it's catchy. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get it out of your head. They also have the the three things that I look for in in rap songs, which are you know lots of swearing, right? Uh, things that make me uncomfortable, <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one, and probably the most important saying the name of your band in like literally every single song oh yeah they check all the boxes so then what about what about you matt a friend of mine john duros introduced me to run the jewels five or six years ago mm-hmm. and it stood out to me in a different way than most modern rap right i still listen to and enjoy a lot of the fat boys <laughs> i can't believe there was ever a rap group <laughs> called the fat boys and the prerequisite for being in the group was being overweight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gosh, they did that stupid wipeout. Yeah, that stupid yeah. wipeout. See, wipeout. that's another reason that Mike Love is the worst. Nothing against the Fat Boys. I'm just saying. No, the Fat Boys are great. Yeah, they're great. They saved that song. The, the Fat Boys are back and they would never be whacked. Wasn't there a movie connected to it? Oh, I think there was. Let's look this up. <laughs> Fat Boys movie. Oh. Apparently, there are three films by the Fat Boys. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, so the first movie by them was Crush Groove and then Knights of the City, which I didn't hear of either of those. But Disorderlies, that was the movie starring the yes. Fat Boys. I saw it in theaters. I've listened to Run the Jewels for years now, mainly on a workout or a run mix, you know, a couple tracks here and there. But uh, this was a deep dive into Run the Jewels 3. Before we get into it, probably... Um Warren's uh, giving a shout out to the listener who actually initially recommended. Oh yeah, thank you, Kevin Ring, in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, for making us do this one. 
That's on you, Kevin. That's right. So for those of you not familiar, Run the Jewels is a hip-hop group made up of Killer Mike and LP. LP produced Killer Mike's album, Rap Music. <laughs> yeah, which creative title, Killer Mike. <laughs> then they, they toured together because LP also had his own album. So he was a rapper and a producer. Killer Mike is known to be one of the fiercest lyricists and rappers around. And LP is known for his production skills. Although, you know, he can hold his own. Mm -hmm. And so the two of them came together as kind of a super group. Mm -hmm. And I've heard them talk about the name. Okay. That's it. Good. (laughs) Good story. It's good. Yeah. I like it. I mean, this is why people tune in for this is the the deep dive and information yep. content. It was really interesting. All right, let's move cool. on. Nice. <laughs> How do the fat boys get their name? What marks us? Well, our close friendship, our insane rap skill, definitely not. Our human beatbox? No. <laughs> you guys are missing it. It's the fact that you're all overweight. The Big Bone Boys. <laughs> the Husky Boys. <laughs> the Dove Soap Boys. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, Dove Soap. Didn't they do that commercial? They did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. They kick off Run the Jewels 3 with Down. people and folk and they say dang that boy be sitting that pressure and he be smoking that pressure and he's smart as a professor yes sir 25 lighters on dresser time to that pressure sitting right next to him. next to him. next to a book and a gun now the bullet you better use one one time for the freedom of speech two time for the right to hold people just give to the fifth of the cops in the house close your mouth and pray to your jesus that's why cause the devil a lie so i stay holy and high may never get rich but i never bitch cause i made it here by and by kind of a slow start especially with some of the other tracks mm-hmm. that they have on there killer mike is the first voice that you heard and then just before we fade it out that's lp coming in with a uh shout out to jaws jaws, the movie jaws. yeah man <laughs> that's what jumped out at me yep you're gonna need a bigger boat there are so many like pop culture references i love it it's like it's like mining for gems and so, like, yeah, you're going to need a bigger boat. Like, I mean, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're talking about Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys like Jaws, too? <laughs> oh, I like Jaws. <laughs> Jaws was a big deal. Yep. Would that be such a big deal today? Why is that shark so scary? Because um, he ate lots of people. I know, but I don't know. I'm just thinking maybe I'm desensitized because now 
you know, everything is You've gotten so... You've seen so many so, people eaten by sharks. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> every, just all the time. Day. Every time I go to the beach. Kids, go check the water before daddy gets in. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe horror movies have escalated to the point where a shark attacking people is not that big of a deal. It would have to be like a giant shark. Well, they did that. It was called the Meg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is Megalodon? Is that... Uh, no, Meg Ryan. <laughs> I talking about oh, when Harry met Sally. Yeah. It's hor- it was horrible. It's, I mean, Harry's a boat, <laughs> and Sally's Harry, a shark. <laughs> oh my gosh, Meg Ryan! As you'll see as we get into it, it gets pretty intense after this. But the way that they started it is pretty low key. And Killer Mike said about this that he looks at the album almost like a movie. Fat boys disorderly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Man, every rapper's tried to chase that fat boy's aura. <laughs> if we could just get a little bit of that fat boy's juice. <laughs> no, he, he said that it was like a movie like Escape from New York, okay. where they're like a, trying to escape a modern-day post-apocalyptic New York. And he said that this track, Down, he says, Down is right before the door opens, and they're shooting. It's words they say to one another, to themselves, the prayer they say to that inner thing that lurks in all of us. And he says that right after that, talk to me, unleashes hell, and and we're in the middle of a gunfight. So uh, this is kind of the opening scene. Opening scene here, you know, it's a little bit low key, but it's still good. It's it still is very cool. good. Like this, this is going to be like a probably a really dumb question, but in rap, do they call it a chorus? Yeah, is that the chorus? Yeah. I mean, that, that chorus is so good too. I mean, in my my y'all, I could have died y'all. I mean, that's so hooky and catchy, and that's one of those parts of a song where I mean, you hear it in your head all day yeah after listening to the song it is it is a good hook so one of the themes also that stands out in this one is getting high right almost every song yep. <laughs> that's kind of what they're all about yeah. i wonder if they're gonna have casey musgraves as a guest on, on an upcoming album that'd be great yeah <laughs> willie nelson <laughs> yeah i'm gonna play the end of track one as we go into track two because the way that they close out and warm up for the next track is great Three motherfuckers. 
gray man that I die face down in the Vietnam muscle, I cannot style on you. And then I walk uphill both ways to the booth and back and I wild on you. You think baby Jesus killed Hitler just so I'd whisper? And you say some sound and he's quick tap your phone and I have a file on you. Huh. But me worry not, buddy, I've lost before, so what? This feels more like Run the Jewels mm-hmm. from what I'm familiar with, the persona. Did did baby Jesus kill Hitler? <laughs> I, I missed that part. Where did you study history, sir? <laughs> I like it because, yeah, he says, you think baby Jesus killed Hitler just so I'd whisper. But it's funny because he's not introducing the fact. He's like, it's a well-known fact. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows. Yeah, the, baby Jesus, killed, baby Hitler. Jesus killed Hitler. Yeah. And then, and then like, the couple lines later, when, when it's like, what me worry, I automatically think about Mad Magazine. Oh, yeah. That's Mad I'm Magazine like, Mad right magazine. there. Yep. <laughs> He's thrown out some references so far to Jaws and Mad Magazine. It's yep. like he's stuck in the 70s. LP. <laughs> All those references. He's like, I'm a Chia pet. <laughs> Fondue party or something. <laughs> fondue was huge in the 70s. I think it was, yeah. Did your parents ever have a fondue party? No, they just had key parties. <laughs> also the 70s. <laughs> oh my gosh. 70s totally were gross. Kidding, totally kidding. Golly. Yeah, I remember my yeah, parents. Yeah, fondue parties were gross. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's right. I, I remember them having a fondue pot and having parties. I was very young. Do people bring their own like skewers no you you provide those you provide, it's oh, not byos <laughs> but it's just such a weird party yeah. oh yeah we're just gonna all gather around this bowl and dip in it it's gross well there's that restaurant here in raleigh the melting yeah. pot there was a time where that was like the place to go for like special occasions yeah yeah and how is it still open <laughs> <laughs> and, and like you can really only dip in like two things it's like oh we're gonna dip in cheese Right. And then for dessert, we're going to dip, dip in chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What else do they dip in there? They dip so, in like old mayonnaise. Like cooking, oil. <laughs> cooking oil. Cooking oil. Like I think they can cook like meats and stuff. So you dip in the oil and you cook it yourself? I think so. How lazy are these restaurateurs? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Killer Mike. He says, Customs found a joint in my passport. <laughs> Why do you store a joint in your passport, Killer Mike? It's not smart. No. That's the first place they're going to look. Yeah. <laughs> they have to look there. Yeah. It's not even that they're searching you. <laughs> you hand them your passport with a joint in it. <laughs> I just imagine him having joints just everywhere. He's lost track. Pretty much any any word I've, I find that I don't understand on this album a lot of times refers to smoking weed gotcha. you know like a tie stick i was like what is that is that yeah. like a pogo stick is, tea? <laughs> is he hopping on a pogo stick in thailand <laughs> that sounds fun and then i was like oh no tie sticks oh uh, yeah that has to do with marijuana yeah so we haven't heard a lot yet from lp but mm-hmm. killer mike especially in this song he just kind of shows his skill both lyrically but also even just the tone that he brings mm-hmm. yeah he brings like a uh, a weight to it and I, I hadn't even thought about it, but, you know, the fact that, like, his name has double meaning, too. He's a killer on the mic. Yeah. And Killer Mike. Killer Mike. Yeah. But LP, I do like it. Brave Men didn't die face down in the Vietnam muck, so I could not style on you. It's like <laughs> it's like what you say to your kids, you know, like, our forefathers didn't create this country just for you to leave your laundry on the floor, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't walk uphill both ways to the booth and back to not while on you. <laughs> it's so funny. To the booth and back. Yeah. Both tracks so far, he just comes in with like witty, clever lines. Yeah. That's all yeah. we've heard from him so far. And, mm-hmm. and uh, again, we're not playing all of 
the whole song. But, oh, because we, we can't. Yeah, we can't. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I also like in this song, if the first one is kind of the intro, mm-hmm. then this one gets into the post-apocalyptic New York that he talked about. Super intense. And even he even lets us know kind of what's... What would the first song be? It's not even an introduction. It's almost like a precursor. Mm-hmm. It's like the album begins with this track. Yeah. Even in this one, you know, he he goes on and, and lets us know that we had been warned before that we didn't listen. And so that's why they're here. But it, this this part is great. I told y'all so. I told y'all so. I told you on RTJ one. Then I told you again on RTJ two. And you still ain't believing. So here we go. RTJ three. I mean, it's our fault. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Like, we didn't listen, so that's right. why yep. they're here. Having to say it again, because we we did not listen. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Killer Mike. Yep. Lesson learned. Also, that it's an incredible duo. Killer Mike is from Atlanta, and LP's from Brooklyn. And their style from each mm-hmm. uh, city comes out. Killer Mike, he's just who he is. And so when he has that piece about, you know, I told y'all, he sounds so... Southern, mm-hmm. and I love it that mm-hmm. he's just bringing that out, almost like a preacher. Right, yep. This wasn't the lead single, but this feels like the hit off the album, and it has a hilarious video to accompany it, if you haven't seen it, but this is Legend Has It. Hear what I say, we are the business today. Is finished today. All T and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of acid today. The joints with the matches and ashes away. We dash away. Donna and Dixon, the pistol is blasting away. Doctors of death, feeling our patients of breath. We ought to pay you the trust. Hoping it work. Hooking up curses and slurs. Smoking my brain in a mush. I became famous for blaming you. Naming my way through the brush. There was no training or taming of me and my bra. Live like a man, but I'm animal raw. We are the murderous pair. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have powder to push. Now I smoke pounds of the push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a f- about none of this. Two sh- runner over and out of this. Well, first of all, he says we dash away Donner and Dixon. Does he know the reindeer? He didn't do any research because Donner is indeed one of the reindeer, but who's Dixon? It's like an extra reindeer. Back up. Because he could have said Blitzen. I mean, it rhymes. Apparently, there's a reindeer that we don't know about. But there's also, you know, they say that, you know, RT and J, we the new PB and J. That might be the boldest claim that they make <laughs> on this album is that they are the new PB and J. I mean, that's, that's strong. PB and J is a classic. That's iconic. Yeah. I mean, you can't really top PB and J. No. People have thrown like bananas on them or. Yeah. When I was growing up, I would eat peanut butter, mayonnaise, and banana. Do you I do that? I do that. I yeah. don't do that. I don't. I don't do that anymore because uh, it's, it, it's, it's disgusting. Well, it's, but... been, it's been like banned from our house. Um, but yeah, well, it I got do. out of hand. <laughs> mayonnaise parties, fondue, fondue, mayonnaise. Party. Dip in the banana and the mayonnaise. <laughs> Is that a southern thing? I think it's a southern thing because we would do mayonnaise on our peanut butter and jelly. 
What? PB and J with mayonnaise? Oh yeah, it's it's wondrous. No, I mean yeah. it's funny that I'm splitting hairs on this because <laughs> I did eat it with bananas, but just not the jelly. That ruins. Now it. I've never, I have never had. The, I think this is a southern thing too, but just a straight mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> like that, that's a thing. It's not a southern <laughs> thing. It's a prison thing. <laughs> Who would do that? You only do that if all you have is bread and mayonnaise. That's not a thing. It is a thing. I swear to you. You don't even do that if that's all you have. Oh, my gosh. Man, the South came out with some weird foods. So what? what's the new equivalent of a PB&J? What do you mean? I mean, is there? Can you top a PB and J? RT and J. Well, I mean, besides them, yeah. that's, that's understood. They're replacing it. <laughs> They're replacing that means it. instead of PB and J in your lunch, you should put run the jewels. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just start calling PB and J RT and J to my kids. Yeah. Like, hey, I want an RT and J, <laughs> and see if it sticks. All right, next track we're gonna cover is Call Ticketron. Live from the garden. employs the famous woo yeah from it takes two did you notice i didn't catch that which i looked that up because that made me think where is that sampled from yeah what's the original yeah it's sampled from a song called think about it by lynn collins She made that song. Yeah. I mean, that is the song. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. And some have called it one of the greatest rap songs ever, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to argue against because it's so I mean, catchy and good. Yeah, I mean, it's up there with uh, Fat Boys. Checker and the Fat Boys doing the <laughs> twist. <laughs> and Wipeout, wipe you know, out. Beach Boys and yeah, Fat sure. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Mike Love. Also, so this one, we get a little bit more taste of LP in the beginning as mm-hmm. he kicks it off. And uh, one thing I love is that he talks about he's stuck in the future. And he says, the hovercraft's cool, but the air's so putrid. (laughs) Which I love. I'm just happy to hear that there are hovercrafts. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we had images of the future when we were growing up. And it was all hovercrafts. Everything was floating. Yeah. Yeah. Flying was so easy, and it just has not turned out to be the case. Nope. The closest we've gotten is scooters. Yep. Oh, God. (laughs) Scooters and 
trolley pubs. <laughs> future <laughs> is here. Yeah. If I knew that was the future back then. Um, what, what if the Jetsons had been nothing but trolley pubs and scooters? <laughs> It'd terrible. It's normal everyday life. They just have trolley pubs going on. Well, and then, then the third element we're still waiting on are like robot butlers for everybody. That's right. I mean, some people have them. But yeah. Not Michael all Jackson yeah, had one. Henry. <laughs> um, but I also love the fact that like, you can't call Ticketron anymore, can you? Like, Ticketron doesn't exist, no, right? No, I remember, I mean, so I remember I worked at a record store. Did um, you? For a little bit. An well, old, first of all, Dunn had a record store? No, this was in Raleigh. Okay. <laughs> Dunn did have a few record stores, but, you know, um, not many. Uh, but I worked at a, a Blockbuster Music when they were still nice. around. Uh-huh. And I remember working the Ticketron machine, which was just oh. a pain in the butt. Yeah. It was essentially you were looking up available seats on like an old black screen with green font yeah apple computer like from the 80s oh my gosh and you know trying to help the ever-growing line of people did it take forever it took forever yeah, yeah. and then like it would print out the tickets and you know all that but it was it was not good i feel like there's a whole generation of people who missed out on missed out inconvenience on, on that kind of fun <laughs> and excitement but yeah you don't i guess you don't call ticketron anymore no were there ever any, any really intense shows that people were lined up waiting overnight? Not that I remember, but I do remember I was working there when the U2 Pop Mart tour mm-hmm. was on and they had a show scheduled here in Raleigh. I could tell just from working, ticket sales weren't great. And that's when they ended up canceling the wow. Raleigh show. They blamed it on that they had been playing in D.C. or New York and the rain had like hurt some of the equipment oh, come and stuff. On. And so they couldn't get, this was the show where they, they like came in on like the lemon yep. spaceship that opened up. Yep. So they, they ended up canceling that show. They blamed it on like equipment and stuff. My gut is that like the ticket sales weren't great. Cause that was off, you know, the pop album that didn't do well at that time. So the thing I'll say about the way things were back then mm-hmm. now trying to get tickets for something is almost impossible. Whereas it used to be, you know, I remember waiting in line for tickets for Octung Baby. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty legit. Like, you waited in line and you got tickets if you got there early enough. Yeah. And now, you know, it's who's on their computer and, and gets in at the right time. And all these robots go in mm-hmm. before you, like Henry. Yep, yep. <laughs> Damn Henry. <laughs> the thing about Run the Jewels is that they do have manners. Oh, yeah. Uh, Killer Mike, especially. Grew up in the South. Mm-hmm. He's got that Southern hospitality. Sure. Because, you know, in, in this song, he says, okay. Hello, everybody. This is now a bank robbery. Introduces themselves, Jesse James Gang. Yep. We'll walk you through the process. So it's it's polite that they're sure in the terror. They are making sure that you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And he does warn everybody. He says, you don't want to be a hero. Do not let that thought process. We will put a bullet where your thoughts get processed, which is three. Uh, four. Uh, yeah. Four uses times. the word process four times, but in a different way, which is pretty clever. But mm-hmm. also very polite that if they're going to rob the bank, you at least have respect for the people that you're going to rob. Sure. I mean, that's what they're all about. Run the jewels is a slang for robbing someone. Mm-hmm. I, I just like that they have respect for people. <laughs> as, they're, as they're robbing them. Yeah, as yeah. they're robbing them. Next song we're going to cover is Thieves. You walk into this room at your own risk because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. Old one. 
he just leaving, man, he screaming Jesus. He had to hide his old People yelling, screaming at police. Burning, looting, shooting, taking, thieving. Feel the air and most don't know the reason. But they know his problems and feel his pain. We just pray off in they deadly game. Too much profit in it. Begins with that great Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. They're letting you know that this is going to be spooky. Mm-hmm. Give you a heads up. Yep. Do you watch Twilight Zone growing up? I did. Yeah. I I never saw the show. I remember the movie. I remember the movie yeah. and the, the the different versions of the movie. Um, but yeah, I did. Different I did versions. Well, there there was a movie, and then I think there was like a, a like a later series. Okay. Twilight. My memory of this movie. So I had older siblings, mm-hmm. and. One time, my parents, I don't know where they were, but my sister was babysitting me, and she's three and a half years older, mm-hmm. and she had some friends come over, and they wanted to watch Twilight Zone, the movie. I, at the time, was, I think, eight mm-hmm. or something. I had already been exposed to so many scary movies that I just was not into them, you know? And so we're mm-hmm. watching, it, and it's the scene with the, there's someone on the wing, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. John Lithgow? <laughs> yeah, John yeah. Lithgow. And we're watching, and I'm scared. And I'm closing my eyes and she's like, it's, it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll, I'll tell you when to open your eyes, you know? And, and so she waits until the moment where he finally calms down. His window is closed and she says, okay, open your eyes. It's fine. And I open it up. He pulls the window up and the monster's right there. Mm-hmm. And it just freaks <laughs> like, you the heck yeah, out. Yeah. I still, to this day, have not forgiven her. Yep. <laughs> what year would this have been? 84? Oh, so she's probably having a fondue party. (laughs) That's right. This song is, I think, referencing, if what I read was correct, it was referencing the police brutality Mm. in Ferguson, Missouri. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like so many of their songs sort of vacillate between silliness and ridiculousness and serious topics. Yeah. Whereas this one is pretty straight. I mean, this is a dark kind of deep subject for sure yeah all the way through this one absolutely and i think that's one of the things they are known as in their individual careers as trying to bring light to things they still do that with run the jewels when Mm -hmm. they came together but they're also having fun along the way but you're right it really goes back and forth between um serious concerns Mm -hmm. and smoking up right (laughs) (laughs) um this one, uh, it seems like uh, one one line LP says that really stood out to me was fear's been law for so long that rage feels like therapy mm-hmm. uh, and nobody gets more sleep till we teach them remembering. It seems to be the scene of a crowd in a neighborhood who is really upset after 
a youth has been mm-hmm. shot down. Mm-hmm. And so they're angry. They're gathering together. And I don't know if the ghost is the kid right. or ghosts of people from the past or something, but it, it's a, it's a serious song. Yeah. I mean, and that, um, the line that jumped out at me, some get to count sheep, some got to count kids that they're burying. Yeah. I, that was like, holy crap. That's the thing about Run the Jewels is that they are serious about what they care about. Mm-hmm. And a lot of acts, you could just say, oh, they're just talking about anarchy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the NPR Tiny Desk concert at mm-hmm. the end of it, you know, and in other interviews, Killer Mike is saying, no, we actually really care about people. What we're looking for is equality. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking for things to be made right. And so they're going to sing until things aren't made right. They're going to protest. But... They're not just out there for money for themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, they proved that in their actions even. They gave away this album. Mm-hmm. They just dropped it digitally in 2016 for free. Right. You know, so clearly they're not all about just gaining money for themselves. I'm sure they're doing fine. Yeah. From that standpoint, I admire them that they're not just out there trying to burn everything down. Yeah. And they're know? not just trying to cash in on different attitudes and hot topics right they really they really stand behind it and they really it. care yeah yep. yeah so there's a they they bring a lot of weight to the end of the song with uh with this quote from martin luther king jr i think america must see riots do not develop out of thin air certain conditions continue to exist in our society which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. The riot is the language of the unheard. Yeah. I'm basically saying you are railing against people who are rioting, but you're not listening to the reason that they are rioting in the first place and, right. the, and the conditions which bring that up. And, and that's not just a modern idea. I mean, that's Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. you know, even says that a little rebellion now and then is a good thing and mm-hmm. it is necessary. Right. You know? So it's the idea of power. Right. It's the idea of the oppressed speaking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for a lot of people, they are the voice of people who care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of why people love them so much. Mm-hmm. This song also, you know, one thing they release is the instrumentals mm-hmm. for these albums. And when I hear the instrumental for this song, it reminds me of early nineties, nine inch nails. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I could totally hear that. Yeah, that sort of industrial right. production where it just sounds almost like metal clanking mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but it definitely has that, that same feel to it. And that's one of the things that's incredible about LP's production is that it feels so broad. Mm-hmm. It feels like it serves the song. He's not just a one trick pony with mm-hmm. okay here's the beats that we do all right well christmas is coming so we only got time for one more where are horses i mean a horse is a horse of course but who rides is important sitting high with a uniform barking orders the man of order and i'm scared that i talk too much about what i think's going on i got away with this they might drag me away for this in a case for this, I might pay for this, so just say what I want like I'm made for this, but I'm afraid some days I might be wrong, maybe that's why me and Mike get along, hey, not for the same part of town, but we both hear the same sound coming, <laughs> I never thought to be afraid of horses, <laughs> beware of horses, <laughs> <laughs> as the rest of the song goes on, I mean, 
It makes perfect sense. And and again, thinking back to, to riots and protests, I mean, yeah, a horse is an extremely powerful image. You know, one side's going to see it as a symbol of security and the other side's going to see it as a symbol of force. That's or, right. I mean, I laugh at beware of horses. Yeah. You know, my initial thought is like, oh man, horses are great. They just kind of <laughs> eat grass and sometimes talk on old TV shows. But yeah. like, I love that he quotes Mr. Rogers. Or, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rogers is, you know, that horse that yeah. puts on a sweater. And yeah, I saw that. Please grow puppets. Up. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Ed. Uh, how was that a show for so many years? Oh Mr. Ed. I used to watch that. Oh, yeah. Didn't he only talk to... Wilbur, Wilbur, yeah. Wilbur. <laughs> and they gave him. Uh, didn't they? They gave uh, the horse chewing gum. I'm sure. I think that's what made his mouth move. Yes, this was clearly before CGI. It was DIY back then, man. <laughs> DIY CGI. DIY is the new CGI. <laughs> I love the the. Why would he only talk to Wilbur? Yeah. I always see the horse cops walking around Raleigh and think, "Oh, you're not that good at your job. <laughs> like you got demoted. You, you don't get a car." Home. You know, it's only, it's only, it's slightly better than the Segway cop. Right. You know, but I like the idea of there being Paul, a, the Paul Blarts of the world. Right. Right. I like the idea of being a duo of a horse cop and a Segway cop. <laughs> I don't know. That could be a TV show. Hollywood. Are you listening? Jeez. That's interesting though, that the, the horse being a, a symbol of power, because even though I see it in Raleigh and think, oh, that's silly. If there's a riot or if there's a crowd the height that it produces and mm-hmm. the power and the speed automatically puts them above others. Literally above others. Yeah. And that, that, I think that's it too. Is like you're someone on a, a horse has visually and literally authority over everyone below. Yeah. One line from the song that really kind of speaks to the magic of run the jewels L pieces. Maybe that's why me and Mike get along, not from the same part of town, but we both hear the same sound coming. Mike's from Atlanta LP's from Brooklyn. And so it's kind of the, they're both speaking to power and the interaction of power that they see growing up and, and really kind of seems that one thing they're about is equality, mm-hmm. kind of leveling the playing field so that, you know, people aren't oppressed and uh, people have what they need and there's not a system where people are abusing power, right. uh, which is what they speak to a lot. So I speak with the foulest mouth possible and I drink like a Vulcan losing all faith in the logical. <laughs> <laughs> A Vulcan. <laughs> to think of Spock losing faith in logic. What else does he have? That's all he has. That's all he's got in yeah. 20 years. No emotions. Nope. They're, they're not capable mm-hmm. of it, right? It's impossible for them to feel yeah. emotion. Yeah. So, man, if you lose faith in the logical, I guess Oof. you will start drinking like LP. <laughs> this song takes a turn midway through. It's kind of one of those dual songs, similar to A Day in the Life, like the Beatles, you know, where it kind of shifts mm-hmm. and and turns into... This idea that they they say at the end, kill your masters. This is one of the songs that strikes fear in the heart of Tipper Gore. Um, Mm, Yes. But that's only apart from the context that they've provided. Right. There's an extreme amount of vulnerability on this album where they're sharing emotions Mm -hmm. and care. One of the songs, Killer Mike, talks to someone who killed a friend of his. And he basically says, like, I know you're listening. I hope you turned your life around so that this death didn't just result in someone dying for no reason. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of vulnerability that they show and emotion. So for as hard as they present themselves to be, they're not without feeling and love right. and empathy. And so at this point, when they close the album this way, kind of a bookend to that 
anarchy in in the beginning as we said the second song talked to me that that post-apocalyptic new york killer mike talks about you know they end it saying the only way we're out of this is to rise up to me i take it as not like a call to action to do that right but it's it's more of a i don't even want to say a warning but it's more of a a call out of like you know stuff's got to change i don't think they're saying they want that to happen but i I take it as like we're hitting the tipping point yeah at some point Okay, so we've got the incredible production of LP. So many tricks up his sleeve in terms of sampling and in terms of his production. I didn't get into this, but his production and use of technology reminds me of OK Computer Mm. in that it sounds like this dystopian, Mm -hmm. futuristic, but also at the same time analog. Mm -hmm. And then you've got one of the best rappers around in Killer Mike and the two of them together, their friendship, their subject matter. If they were all anarchy, mm-hmm. it would just feel like rage against the machine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if they were all lighthearted, it just sort of mix a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. So if they really have a great mix and a great feel. And I encourage you to go watch that tiny desk concert. Yeah, watching that one, you get a sense of, of just their talent. Yeah. First and foremost. But you also get a sense of just how much they actually like each other and and care for each other Mm -hmm. and love what they're doing. It's genuine for sure. Yeah, that's right. So as we're closing out 2019 and season one of finest work songs, a sincere thank you so much for listening. The comments you leave, the reviews you leave, the texts that you send us is, is all really appreciated. We're having so much fun. Can't wait for another season next year. Please keep all that up you know, on Instagram and Twitter at Finest Work Songs. As we end the rest of this year, keep engaging with us. You know, Let us know your thoughts on what albums you'd like for us to talk about in, in 2020. It'll be here before we know it, and we're, we're excited to get started on season two. The deuce. The deuce. We're going to drop the deuce in 2020. (laughs) That'll be our new closing. (laughs) Dropping the deuce in 2020 instead of humping around. We are recording this before Christmas, so we hope you have a Merry Christmas. Cheer and joy, warmth and family, mangers, stockings. And of course... Like Bobby Brown, we hope you keep humping around. Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio. And you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com and check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music.